Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast, Torsky Tuesdays. I am your host, Hanania Abraham. We are starting episode 18. I just wanted to give a shout out to everyone that has reached out, sent emails, critiques, and I'd like to thank the one person from out of America that has recommended that I get a new mic, which I have. I actually changed a few weeks ago, a few episodes ago. Curious if there's any difference that people are noticing. That person has already emailed back saying that they noticed a difference. They emailed me with a specific mic that they said would work better for how I'm going about this podcast. Well, hopefully it's working for all of you. So last time we were talking about the difference between suppression and repression and how that can make a very, very big difference in a person's happiness. Great, great, great little piece over there that Dr. Dr. Torsky was talking about. We are about to start chapter 6, page 51, in happiness and the human spirit, the spirituality of becoming the best we can be. So the ability to be patient. Oh, this is going to be a good one. Starts chapter 6. Animals cannot postpone. They promptly go after whatever they desire. We humans, on the other hand, may want to do something, but we also have the ability to decide to delete or forego it. The ability to practice patience is a uniquely human spirit. Yet having patience is anything but easy. The speed of technology has had an impact on our ability to be patient. There's a cute little story on that. A friend of mine was was telling me that nowadays, remember, this book is written over 13 years ago already. Uh, While Amazon was a thing... Two-day shipping and the amount of people that are ordering on Amazon, not a thing. So a friend of mine recently told me that uh, they ordered their holiday presents for their child on Amazon. child was there and they offered it. The child went right to the front door and opened the door and just waited there. After a few minutes, father, my friend, went over to his, to his son and said, What are you doing? He said, Well, we just ordered it. I'm waiting for it to come. He's like, It's not going to come right now. You have to give it a few days. He's like, but I want it now. And they got into a whole big discussion. I think it just shows where the thought process is, is it, the thought process is nowadays regarding getting certain things in a certain way and how we expect things so fast. Instant foods, microwaves, email, and jet flights have resulted in a cultural obsession with speed. Obviously, talking about instant news is something that was not around back when this book was written, but I think we can all understand where that's coming from, of needing instant information without having things confirmed for us. We have all experience of frustration in an airport when it is announced that there will be a 20-minute delay in departure, or when we're caught in traffic jam that puts us behind by 15 minutes, or when we are forced to use a dial-up service instead of broadband and have to wait longer for something to download. Crazy. Broadband. Who even remembers that? I mean, how many people here that are listening to this remember that little AOL man running back and forth or the dial tone signal as we're trying to see things uploaded? That's a thing long from the past. Now, sooner or later, every phone's going to be 5G. Even in our everyday living, we're always in a hurry. How many of us make a mad dash when we see the elevator door about to close? This was habitual to me. And then, but then reason sets in. 
I realized that the next elevator was really more than a minute or two away. So I decided not to exert myself and make the mad dash. However, for a few days, I had to hold on to the handle of a car door to restrain myself from running for the elevator. I can relate to this personally. Uh, for uh, about three years being in grad school in a different city, I had to t- take a train. And it was very common for me to sometimes just make a train by a minute or two or have to wait another eight minutes for the next train. Even though it did make a big difference which train you took because that could be either express to go into New York City or local stops and that could be a total of 25 extra minutes. I took it upon myself for a little bit not to look if the train was coming or not. We always look down the track to see if it's coming. Honestly, by us looking, is the train coming any faster? I think in a way that's what he's talking about over here. Then there is the insanity of driving at high speed, trying to beat the yellow light or weaving in and out of traffic, risking injury to oneself and others in the car, all to gain a minute or two. The lack of patience is certainly evident in road rage. And anyone that has any sort of access to the internet, whether it's broadband speed or 5G speed, has seen some sort of video via YouTube or WhatsApp or the like that has shown very, very sad stages of people in road rage. And people have been known to physically attack or even shoot someone who cuts in front of them. This is SDS to its extreme. Spiritual uh, deficiency syndrome is something that these people do not possess. There are some situations where seconds may count, as in getting prompt treatment for a heart attack. However, we tend to respond with impatience even when there is no need for immediacy. A common irritating manifestation of impatience is interrupting other people's sentences before they are finished. I think we're all guilty of this. Present company included. What I mean by that is myself, not you, the listener, but present company as in myself. I am for sure guilty of this. What I've tried to do is when I'm speaking to someone, especially um, in a therapeutic setting where I might be speaking to a parent of how to do certain things or work with certain things at home, I try to keep my hand on the table. So it sort of acts as my permission to speak. And I only speak when my hand is raised. So there's a connection between me being grounded and touching the table and me being able to speak. Because there are many times I want to say things when parents say things. But I know it's not the right thing because I shouldn't be talking then. Someone once heard a child say, I is, and the parent interrupted saying, that's wrong. You must say, I am. The child shrugged, okay, I am the ninth letter of the alphabet. Cute little joke. I once came across an advertisement for a very expensive automobile whose merits were announced in bold letters. 60, 0 to 60 MPH in 6.3 seconds. This aroused my curiosity. One day, on an empty drive highway, I tested my car. It took all of 12 seconds to reach 60 miles per hour. I couldn't understand why someone would pay $40,000 more for 5.7 seconds. Furthermore, I wondered, just where would someone utilize this technological miracle? It's a very good point. I never looked at it that way. They always advertise that, but I think there's more to what you're paying for. There was um, a story that was going around in Rockland County, New York. Oh, there was a shoe store that couldn't sell shoes. People weren't buying this certain pair for just for, for, for whatever reason it was. 
So they figured, you know, let's lower the price. So they went from $80, 10% off, 30% off, even 50% off, still nothing was happening. Finally, one of the salesmen had an idea. Let's put up a sign that this shoe costs $300, and let's put it on sale for 200 And the shoe sold out within a day. Why? Is because people think, wow, look how expensive that is, and I'm only getting it for... 30% off or a little bit more than that. Sometimes it's the price that justifies what it is we're trying to to pay for. And to think that someone would spend $40,000 for 5.7 seconds, it shows in a way how much the adver- advertising world values time. But isn't it funny how most of us don't use our time and we waste 5.7 seconds probably every minute? Our current cultural obsession and preoccupation with speed is surely a symptom of SDS. And, and instead of getting us more quickly to happiness, it literally is a roadblock to it. Charles Schultz, Schultz the creator of Peanuts, comic strip, captured this cultural uh, ethos in the following cartoon. I'll try to do the best I can to describe it on a on a podcast over here, but... So you have Charlie Brown that's lying in bed and his sister's behind him. Wake up, big brother. Wake up, wake up. Why are you waking me up, says Charlie Brown. I thought you might like to get an early start. For what? I am not going anywhere, he closes his eyes. That's too bad. You could have been the first one there, says his sister. And he opened his eyes with a blank face on. I think that concept is if you do something first, then you're the best in a certain way. But if you have no reason to do it for, why do it? We're we are going, seems to be secondary. What seems to be important is that we be the first one somewhere. So I'm going to be honest over here. Well, right before I finish today's thing, I have this in my house, and I'm welcoming any advice of how to deal with this. So as an Orthodox Jew, we make Kiddush Friday night, and some of my kids don't necessarily like having some of the grape juice after I make the blessings. And they run right to the kitchen to wash their hands so they can have challah. And what I noticed is, is that there's a few that like boasting about being first. It's, we try not to bring attention to it because I figure it's one of those things, the more attention you bring to something like that, the more they'll want that. We don't frown upon the enthusiasm. We also don't acknowledge. And hopefully that's something that the younger ones will be seeing for themselves and be able to work on as time goes on. But I still think it's something that any ideas of how to sort of get rid of that, ha, I'm first, I'm willing to take. I think it's uh, maybe then we can cheer it in the podcast together. So just this last paragraph over here, we are going, where we are going seems to be secondary. What seems to be important is that we be the first one somewhere. However, many people seem to be in great haste to go nowhere. Patience is not only essential for self-fulfillment, but also for physical, mental, and spiritual health. I'm going back and forth over here about saying a story, but I guess because it's a family member of mine, while it could be a little bit controversial, I do believe that it's it does bring out the point here. And not to bring any comparison to what we're talking about over here, but just the concept of sometimes taking your time can be a benefit. 
I had a family member that, have, that went through the Holocaust that told me that there was one Yom Kippur where they were given a ton of food, the best, heartiest vegetable soup with meat in it. I mean, the Nazis made it so enticing. And there were so many people that were literally felt like they were on their last breath and they said, you know, we have to have it. And then there were other people that just, they were so taken over by their mindset of needing food, they didn't think of even what day it was. And they ran over to the food and they literally gobbled it down faster than anything they've ever had before. Unfortunately, some of those people didn't even make it. As their stomachs, that were shriveled so much, didn't make it. Were not able to bear the fact of having so much food, as good as it was. And some of them suffered dearly for that haste and just forcing themselves into something or forcing their bodies into something that they really, really needed, but they weren't patient and, and dealing with it in a way that was healthier for their body. Again, not to compare and say anything like that over here, but sometimes there is a concept of having patience is so essential for our self-fulfillment, for what we want, but also helps regarding the physical and mental and spiritual health, health of ourselves. So that it will conclude today's podcast, episode 18. The next time we meet, we will go through good for the body and how having patience can be beneficial to us. Thank you so much for making this podcast, one that you're listening to on a daily basis, or as often as I'm putting out. Hopefully I'm going to try to put out some more as time goes on. Please, any questions, comments, concerns, or just critiques, or if you want to just ask a question or just talk, please email at koshercounseling at gmail.com.